Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show hosted by me, Christy Demetrakis, the Empowered Speaker. I'm the president and founder of the Empowered Speaker, a company focused on teaching people the power of dreams and purpose and the importance of faith in conquering the fears that limit us from reaching our highest potential. I'm also the author of Faith to Conquer Fear, Inspiration to Achieve Your Dreams. You can find out more about my services and my book at www.empoweredspeaker.com. For those of you who may be listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show for the first time, here's what you can expect. This show will provide guests who will motivate you, inspire you, and give you tools to activate your goals and dreams, whether those dreams are entrepreneurial, corporate, or personal. Today, I have a special guest to help me do just that. You've likely seen her on the Today Show, read her work in the Huffington Post and TUT.com and the Elephant Journal. Lisa Condi is a featured contributor to both Huffington Post and TUT.com. In 2014, Lisa was named one of Huffington Post's 50 over 50 and featured on the Today Show. Lisa went to Italy on vacation in 2012. On her last day there, she made the decision of a lifetime to move to Florence. She wrote about her adventures of life in Italy, and as her readership grew, women started writing to her. They were asking Lisa to show them around Tuscany. Interested in her story, they also wanted to discover their own inner strength and courage. To answer that request, Lisa co-founded A Better Way to Italy and recently founded Find Yourself in Tuscany, which is also the name of her website. Lisa is a native of Salt Lake City, Utah, now living in Florence, Italy. That's so exciting. While raising two children, <laughs> I just get excited reading it. Um, while raising two children, she enjoyed a career in the fitness industry that spanned 32 years. She was an instructor, personal trainer, presenter, and owned two fitness-related companies. In August of 2012, she sold her home and most of what was left in it, left her business, retired her aerobic shoes, said goodbye to friends and family to head for Tuscany. Being a resident of Italy has allowed Lisa to cultivate relationships with the very people that FYI Tuscany will depend on. By knowing them, the culture, and the city intimately, attendees will have an experience beyond that of a regular tourist. She has handpicked the tours, hotel rooms, and restaurants. But most of all, she wants to share her passion and skills with other women. While every chapter in our life comes with challenges and curveballs, every woman can find a way to be joyful. She wants us to learn how together. Daily and richly, Lisa lives a life that is beyond her wildest dreams. She is a seeker of joy and a believer in serendipity. There's no doubt that some of that will rub off on you. And I can't wait to be rubbed off on. This is awesome. <laughs> thank you. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm just delighted to be here. Wonderful. Well, I always start by asking my guests to tell us something about themselves that I did not read in the bio. Um, I would go to the fact that, first and foremost, I was a mother. And I think sometimes when we list um, the things in our bio, we forget to maybe say that that was by far the most important job that I have. And I always say that my decision to go to Florence was only up for two people to vote on. <laughs> and that was my son and daughter. And not only did they say yes then, they continue to support me now. And I really could not do it without their support. 
How old were your son and daughter when in 2012 when you when you sold everything? They would have been about 30 and 27. Okay. So so definitely raised, but neither one of them were married, mm-hmm. and um, you know they knew that I would be missing holidays and birthdays, and so it was really important to me that I had their support that they realized I wasn't leaving them. Yeah, and that, that's so true. I, I guess it made it just a little bit easier because they weren't married. There were no grandkids to worry about. Absolutely. What Absolutely. will you do when there are grandkids? <laughs> that's, that's a question I ask myself. And, you know, because neither of them are, are married yet, mm-hmm. um, it's not something that we have faced. And I am such a believer in the way that, that this came about that I just think there the right timing will happen again, and I will know when it's time to maybe split my time half and half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your, you, let's start back a little bit from the what would I would call the beginning. It's not your beginning, obviously. But you, <laughs> you had a big career in the fitness industry. Yes. What were you doing specifically? At the time that I made the decision to leave, I was a personal trainer. I owned a fitness company, and um, I was teaching 12 classes a week. Okay. Okay. What type of training were you doing? Uh, Pilates. Pilates. I was very into Pilates at that time. I was still in my classes teaching a variety of step, cardio, keep moving, Pilates. Very good. So you went to Italy in 2012. Actually, before that, when did you go to Italy? Um, The very first time I went to Italy, I was 17 years old, obviously a long, long time before And then I went in 2012 on a cruise that was supposed to be for my then partner and and me to celebrate him turning 60, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And um, as the way divine timing happens, we happened to just have the last argument about 10 days before the cruise was supposed to set. And I just, I didn't know what to do. I knew I couldn't get my money back if I canceled. And so I asked my daughter if she could come with me. And in doing so, it was such a joyful time. And when I didn't want to leave Italy and I made the decision that I was going to come back, she was the first one I got to bounce that off of. And fortunately so, because she just said, Mom, I think you should. Mm -hmm. You look so happy here. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. And and you're... I get so excited about reading your bio, which is very well written, but I'm so excited about reading it because what you did took so much courage. And granted, it, you can, and some people can sit back, even just a little bit of conversation we've had so far, and go, okay, but it was easy for her. It was just her. She had older, she had older kids. She mm-hmm. really didn't have any ties, nothing truly holding her here, no kids in school. You know, those typical mm-hmm. things that people mm-hmm. say would hold you back. Exactly. Um, so it took a ton of courage. How, where did you find the courage to do this? Well, and and to to paraphrase a little what you just said, yes, on this side of the ocean, the timing did look like there was a window of opportunity. But what I would like to point out is on the other side of the ocean, I didn't know a single person in Florence nor a single word of Italian. Mm-hmm. So okay. I... <laughs> I arrived (laughs) Um, 
Where the courage came from, I think, Christy, comes from my deep conviction that life is supposed to be joyful. Mm-hmm. And in taking stock of my life the last couple of years before I made the decision, I just felt like it wasn't joyful. And I wasn't quite sure how to make it joyful. But I I held on to the belief that, and I am a very prayerful person, a very um, thoughtful person in that the answers will be shown to me in the time that is right. Mm-hmm. And I had known that my house was feeling too big. I had known that my body couldn't go on teaching as much as it was. Mm-hmm. And so when this opportunity for joy presented itself, I was in a position to say yes. And I was in that position because I had been having talks with myself to say This really isn't the life I believe I was meant to live. It's just not joyful enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you, your last day on the cruise or last day in Italy, you had Uh that epiphany. I I Uh don't call it an epiphany, but for lack of a better word, feels (laughs) like an epiphany. It Um, did. Okay. (laughs) So you had this epiphany. How long did it take you to actually say, you know what? Because we have, I have epiphanies all the time, and I go, oh. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> Two years later, you know, that really was a great idea. It's still a great idea. Yeah. I just haven't done anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how long did it take you to go from epiphany to actually executing? And what was that What was that process like? There was no time lapse. And this is how I really knew that it was my soul speaking and not just one of many what I thought were great ideas. This was from deep in my soul. I sat down in the taxi and said to my daughter, I am coming back here to live. Mm. Whatever hold this country has on me, I am going to come back and give it time to experience this this particular passion I have for Italy. And when I came home, and I think this is a very important part of putting plans into motion, I started putting my words behind those thoughts. I immediately went to the director of my club and said, I'm moving to Italy. You'll need to find a replacement for me. I put my house on the market immediately. And when people said, well, it's not a very good time to sell your house. Maybe you should wait. I said, no, I'm going to be in Italy on this date. And that date was the fall, and I was there on that date. I took three months to put that thought into complete fruition. Mm. So you sold everything. <laughs> I sold everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is, my mind is spinning because I'm just thinking, literally, just in three yeah. months, just sold just everything. Yeah. And here again, Christy, is where faith and courage and passion have to come together yeah. And again, in the divine timing, Mm -hmm. I had an agreement with myself that if I hit roadblocks and huge boulders and things that said, no, Lisa, this is either the right dream or the right time, that I would make a turn in the road. But that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And this is what I truly believe is if we are supposed to be doing something, doors will open People will present themselves, plans will arrive, and we'll go with the flow of that river. And that's what I did. Did you not have, so you'd had no speed bumps? 
I really didn't have many, Mm -hmm. and the ones I had were were minor. You know, certain things weren't selling, and so you dropped the price Mm -hmm. on them. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, what was I going to do for the two weeks in between when my house closed and I caught my my flight to Italy? I mean, there were little things. Mm -hmm. There were things I could easily work out. Right. I think you're so right. I mean, that truly is how you know. We've I, we've we've not moved to a foreign country, although that is one of my my dreams. But uh, really, more to have an uh, an expat assignment um, working uh-huh. for Procter and Gamble. But what I have found is in the six or seven moves I'm losing count that I've had over the course of my career, though, it always worked out. You always knew the moves that were yes God ordained exactly um, because. everything just worked you you found the right house you found the right church you found the right friends just you just know in your spirit you're and you're so right you just feel it when it's right and I'll tell you um I guess now it's been about four years ago gosh three and a half four years ago there was an opportunity that thought I was going to move to a different state and this was really the opportunity I had been waiting on it was one of the biggest assignments in the company at my Mm -hmm. level um and it's what I thought I always wanted. But I tell you what, the more I thought about it, the more it just everything just didn't seem right. And mm-hmm. I thought, how can this not be right? I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting on this. How can this not be right? And it wasn't right for my husband. It wasn't right for my kids. And I just had to say, you know what, take my name out of the hat. Uh-huh. Um, it's just not the right time for us. And I, we have been at such peace with that decision and it feels like you're it sounds like you're very much in that same space uh where you are now that's wonderful that's absolutely and i do think that there are sometimes in in just the opposite of what you said um something will pop up and you think well i was never really that interested in that for for example for me with the huffington post Somebody said, you know, can I send your your newsletter into the Huffington Post? And I thought, well, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a writer, and uh-huh. I haven't really been trained to be one. Well, Christy, that turned out to be one of the biggest breaks for me that I received. Because not only did they take the story, but they ran with the story and featured it, which placed me in a position to start my company. Mm. And so... You know, I think sometimes we also get uh, little nudges that, again, if we tune in and listen to a spirit that says, say yes to this, Mm -hmm. we're often running in a different direction that we didn't know we were supposed to be running in, but it was what our soul was supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, I so agree with that. I so agree with that. Well, I want to talk about your business because you went from, I mean, you changed careers totally. Not only did you leave the United States and went to another country, then you completely changed careers. You went from fitness instructor to? (laughs) Owning a tour company that brings women, small groups of women, to Tuscany. Okay, that's a big difference. That's a big difference. (laughs) Absolutely. And yet, in so many ways, it required similar skills. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I keep being called to work with women, to help women define how to feel good, how to be mentally healthy and physically healthy. Well, I think I'm losing you here. 
in my city and getting to know them and wanting to share that with other women just was a natural desire. Mm -hmm. And so that company was created and we have, let's see, I think I'll be doing my sixth tour this spring, starting up again in April. How when how long from the time you got there and call it 2012 the fall of 2012 how long did it take you to actually start this company? Uh, well, I went without this company obviously in mind at all. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I used to walk up and down the Arno. If anybody has been to Florence, they know the gorgeous walk up and down the river. And I would look to the skies and just say, I know I'm supposed to be doing something, but I really have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. And it was in 2013, like September 2013, so almost a full year before I decided that women were writing, they wanted me to show them around, I could do it. I had, I knew where I would want to take them. Mm -hmm. And so spring of 2014, we had the first tour. That is that's pretty impressive that you're on your sixth tour, really, for, what, a year and a half? Yes, yes. Yeah, about a year and a half. That yeah, and we field each one, and each group comes totally different, dynamic, but each one leaves with such camaraderie and such a feeling of joyfulness. It's the only way I can describe it. We have a lot of fun. We share a lot of joy. Where do your... Your, the people who attend this retreat, where do they come from? They have come from all over the United States. And the last tour I had, we actually had a lady from the U.K., which okay. was delightful to add her. Um, so they've come from all over. And some come mother-daughter or sisters or best friends. But we also speak to the solo traveler, that woman who maybe doesn't have a partner mm-hmm. or whose partner doesn't want to travel. hmm and very often we'll have women show up, of course, the first day as strangers, but, you know, after some wine and pasta and the second day we're, <laughs> we're starting to get very cohesive. How large are the groups? I try to keep them to 10. Okay, yeah, that's a good number. Yeah, nice small group, and we um, explore all of Tuscany. We also go into Cinque Terre, but basically other than that, we stay in Tuscany, and they really get treated like family. Mm-hmm. How did you learn Italian? Well, I have learned Italian. I'm sure Italians would say it's not beautifully spoken. <laughs> <laughs> but um, through a very patient teacher and uh, tutor, I continue to learn. I certainly speak enough that, you know, I can be the one to get us around. Mm-hmm. And it makes such a difference to the Italian people that you are trying to speak their language, that you've made the effort. Right. We've talked about quite a few things, and I could probably answer this question myself, but I'm interested in what you would say. What do you find has been the most challenging piece of going from the U.S. to a new country, really to everything new? Well, you're exactly right, because it's not just the language and and the landscape you know, you're entering another culture, mm-hmm. and very often what what we may think of is as being polite or friendly is not acceptable in that culture. And 
I would say for me personally, the most challenging has been the loneliness, the, mm. the being alone, the learning how to be my own best friend. Not that I don't have friends in Florence because I have lovely friends and acquaintances, but you know, I was born and raised in Salt Lake City, so I have friends that go back to when I was five years old, mm-hmm. and then obviously my children. So that's something you don't replace. That has been extremely challenging. But it's also been, I guess as most challenges are, it's been where my biggest growth has been. Mm-hmm. There is something to be said for um, solitude. And you didn't say solitude, really. I, I injected that word. But anytime I think that you you get the opportunity to spend quiet time with yourself away from the typical distractions and right. and even those things that we take for granted our husbands our children right. I think that is a a form of solitude and I think a lot of times solitude has a negative connotation because people think oh solitude you think solitary confinement in a prison or something, <laughs> yeah or, something or that, that you're lonely or that you're lonely and you know yes while you did say loneliness there I I think you're so you're so right that Having those times, whether it's a year, whether it's, gosh, even for some mothers, three hours, right. it's a great time to just reconnect with yourself because Absolutely. I always tell people I'm very self-aware. There are still many people who are not self-aware, and I think mm-hmm. it, it comes from not spending time with yourself and listening to yourself and truly understanding those things that make you tick, not what other people say make you exactly. tick. You you know yourself. Yes. And and yes. I think once you get to that place of truly knowing yourself, you make different decisions. You, you Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. You yes. surround yourself with different people. Yes. Um, the the jobs you take, the activities you participate mm-hmm. in become very, very different when you truly know yourself. Exactly. And and it's a great gift. And I don't um in any way say that it hasn't been the greatest gift I ever gave myself because it allowed me to acquire everything you just said. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned? And what would you offer to someone else who's thinking about maybe not a move, you know, quite this big, but even something that they don't think that might feel really big to them? Um, Your biggest lesson the, and then what encouragement would you offer? The biggest lesson I learned is just to look at what the next best step is. Mm-hmm. If it's some, it's kind of like raising children. You know, if if you think about having children and raising them until they're 21 or or something, it it's too big. It seems overwhelming. Um, have the courage and the trust that the answers will come as you need them, and take the next best step towards finding the joy that that you're looking for or finding the job that you're looking for, whatever it is. I I think we get overwhelmed and throw in the towel because it looks too big. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, and I think your analogy of parenting is so appropriate. I've never heard it put that way, but it's so appropriate because you're right. As you, as you raise your kids and you're in the middle of tantrums and all <laughs> yeah. kinds of things, you think, oh, my God, how many more what? years of this? <laughs> What did I sign did up, I sign for? up for? Um, and we do. We look at things in phases. You know, once your kid's a, a new baby, there's always somebody going, oh, wait till they become a toddler. It won't be so fun then. 
Then they become a child and go, oh, wait till they start school. Then they start school and, oh, wait till they become teenagers, which is where we are. And then yeah. after that, oh, my God, how are you going to pay for college? I mean, it's just like, okay, yeah. I just live one day. Just, just look at the next day. step. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. So That's so appropriate. That's so appropriate. What a great analogy. And it has worked for me very well to do that. And even when people say to me now, well, how long are you going to stay there? Are you going to live there forever? I, I don't know. I will do what feels right to my soul at, mm -hmm. at the time. So I guess it doesn't make sense for me to ask what's next for you. Well, immediately what's next for me is I'm writing a book. Ooh, okay, <laughs> tell us about it. Well, oh, it's, highlight, highlight. How about it's going to be about my three years in Tuscany, in Italy. Um, I'm very much about what we have just discussed, how how it shaped me, what I've learned, how that can transform to anybody's life who's who's looking to find more joy or to, or to fulfill a passion that they've had. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And once you release it, do you know about when you'll release that? Are you year out? Do you I'm hoping by I'm hoping by the end of summer. Okay. Of this summer. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'll keep the invitation open if you want to come <laughs> back and talk about the book. Uh, just just oh let my me know. Goodness, thank We'd you. Love to have you. All right. Well, we're we're wrapping up here, and I knew the time would fly. And you're such a great conversationalist. This was great. Oh, thank you. What, I had a time. Well, tell people. I don't think I actually mentioned your website on our show, but it's huh. on it's on my blog talk radio link. But tell people how to contact you about any upcoming retreats. Anything you want to share? Any words of encouragement as we wrap up? Oh, thank you, Christy. They can find me at www.findyourselfintuscany.com or just fyi.tuscany.com. And I'm on Huffington Post, Tut, uh, Facebook, lots of places to find me, but that's the website. Fantastic. And uh, you, have, you said you have an upcoming retreat? In April? Yeah, we have chores in April and May, and looking towards next fall, we do have some retreats and tours planned, so lots of good stuff. Good, and I encourage you all to go on findyourselfintuscany.com. It's a beautiful website. I have Thanks. taken a look at it. It's, it's very beautiful. My, my family and I actually did a Mediterranean cruise. Oh, goodness, I guess two years ago now. Seems like forever ago. Uh, you, you know, you plan for these things for so long, and then they come I know. and they're over in 10 days, and you go, wow, well, mm -hmm. <laughs> on to the next. Um, but it was fabulous. We were in Florence, and that's a beautiful, beautiful uh -huh. place. But we did not go to Tuscany, so that is on my bucket list of places to visit at some point in my life as well. Oh, I'd love to see you there. Fantastic. I'll, I'll remember you when we when we make that trip so you can show us around. Oh, yeah. I'd love it. Any last words you want to share with folks as they, again, maybe not a move as big as this, but just encouragement on, um, you know, following your heart and following the leading? Well, I truly believe that life is supposed to be joyful. <clears throat> that doesn't mean every day is in bliss, but it does mean that you're always moving towards being content, being at peace, finding happiness. And if that's not happening, Shake it up a little bit and find a way to make it happen. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, again, this has been Lisa Condi on the Faith to Conquer Fear Radio Show, and I want to thank Lisa again, and I want to thank you all for listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear Radio Show with me, Christy Demetrakis. 
I invite you to follow me and the show on Blog Talk Radio to get news and reminders for upcoming shows. I'd also like you to connect with me on Twitter. My handle is at cdemetrakis, and Facebook. I have two pages, Face to Conquer Fear and The Empowered Speaker. This will allow you to keep up with all the news and events to inspire you to keep it moving. I'm doing what I love. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.